Lately, we have been introducing you to all the amazing products Ascent Nutrition has to offer. This week, I'm very excited to tell you about their full-spectrum hemp oil. Ascent Nutrition's full-spectrum hemp oil utilizes superior plant genetics and an organic proprietary blend of natural ingredients. Their hemp oil contains not only an abundance of CBD, but 119 other phytocannabinoids found within the spectrum of the hemp plant. According to the National Center of Biotechnology Information, this strain is the gold standard in hemp genome sequencing. Ascent also uses a unique method that ensures infusion of significantly more phytocannabinoids and CBD than all other competitors they tested against, including most of the leading CBD companies. I challenge everyone in the audience that uses CBD, as well as those of you who may have tried other CBD options and didn't get any results, to try Ascent Nutrition's full-spectrum hemp oil, which is guaranteed to be much stronger and contains more phytonutrients than any others on the market. Just click the link in the description or visit GoAscentNutrition.com and use coupon code FKN to get 10% off your entire purchase. Welcome back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Today, my guest is Loomis. First, I have a couple of announcements. If you have a business and you want to advertise with us, email me, ForbiddenKnowledgeNews at gmail.com. We have great pricing, ad packages, and we reach a huge audience. Check out our website, ForbiddenKnowledge.News. This is the home of the Forbidden Knowledge Network. We feature many of your favorite podcasts from our community there. Forbidden Knowledge News is always available on Rockfin, Odyssey, Rumble, all podcast platforms. Go check out Rockfin. That's where you get our premium content and all the premium content from every creator on Rockfin. You just go to rockfin.com slash FKN plus, or you can create a free account and get access to tons of free content, including all our regular shows. Yesterday, our friends at Food Forest Abundance had an incredible Zoom meeting. They discussed all the ways we can strategize to encourage all the different elements of society to put energy towards growing food. You can click the link in the description to listen in as their team talks about how we can involve and inspire politicians, corporations, religious groups, the military, veterans, schools, and more. And if you want to become self-sufficient and start your very own food forest, use the link in the description and use coupon code FORBIDDEN to get discounts on your very own food forest. 
Today I want to welcome Loomis. He is host and creator of Chant It Down Radio. He is a true speaker, activist, and hip-hop lyricist. Since the early to mid-90s, he has been writing rhymes and was part of an underground hip-hop collective. As life went on for him, he took his efforts to the stage and became a part-time recording artist. Within that period, life began to transform for him through the use of ancient medicines. Along his journey in 1999, he met a former insider of an institution who broke down the way the planet really runs. This information became the platform in which he operated and built from since. Loomis, welcome. How you doing? Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Doing great. Yeah, man. Welcome. This is going to be fun. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, even though you're a shadowy figure and the audience can't see you, well, they will whenever the light adjusts. They'll see little glimpses of you. Add to the mystery. But man, you've been a pioneer in the modern truth community. Um, and like us, your research covers a wide variety of topics. Um, like I said, you've been doing this for a while. You also share your message through music and other forms of activism. I'm sure we're going to get into many areas of some high strangeness and crazy shit, but this is your first time on. Tell us more about yourself and your background and what led you to do the, the radio show, Chant It Down, and, and down the path you're on. Well, it's a, bit, it's a little bit of a long story, but I'll, I'll try to make it short and efficient. But um, it was about 1999 when I decided to... Well, so I was doing music. I'm an ex-hip-hop artist, and I was doing music, but work was in the way, and the world was in the way, and I wanted to pursue that further, but I don't have, I didn't come from any money, so um, I was working a job, and I got fired intentionally so I could collect unemployment to really have that creative space and time to be able to focus on music. Well, um, and I quit the system and I even decided to wander and do all kinds of amazing adventures and the amazing synchronicities that come in with being able to go out in the world with a different agenda than doing the eight to five Monday through Friday rat race. So, but what happened is um, my roommate situ situation fell apart. I live on the island of Oahu. And some people don't know how the, the Hawaiian chain, how it's set up. Oahu is the main island. I live in the city of Honolulu. But my friend moved to the big island with his girlfriend into a two-bedroom apartment. And they needed a roommate. And it just opened up just the right time. But I never lived on the big island, which is our biggest island, but only has about 200000 on it. So I moved there into a room, which I only had one month's rent. And I couldn't get a job right away. And so I decided to take the couch. They said I could just sleep on the couch for a while, you know, and uh, this, this other bedroom, which I couldn't pay for, became this revolving door of different people that came in and out. And maybe the second roommate that came in was a 45 or 50 year old man named Sherman, who um, was building his house for his family on that island. And he needed a place to stay for a couple of months. And I got to know this guy over a small span of time. He would tell me little bits of truth here and there. And this is in 1999. He would tell me little things that actually like got me thinking like, hmm, wow, this guy, wow, what is he talking about? Stuff that resonated with me because I come from a background of knowing the world was unfair, unjust, um, 
you know, wasn't a, a world that was all happy and joy. I, I'd seen a lot of corruption from cops, a lot of corruption from in the system in general. And so what um, happened is uh, this guy's words were really resonating with me. And so my friend and his girlfriend went on a camping trip. So I just had the house with this guy. And so just kind of con- conversing with him over a few nights and he lets me in on the fact that he was a really high up member of the USDA and that he knew how the world really works. He started going over all the different, you know, compartmentalization in our world of how it's structured and how, you know, you vote for president and and that doesn't matter because they're all bought and paid for. And every single basically faucet in the community, the conspiracy community you can think of, he went down the rabbit hole with me, you know, slowly as, you know, not to, you know, shock me too much, but I already kind of knew this stuff, but it just, I didn't have all the connection points. And so what he, he told me um, all kinds of things, you know, the poisoning and the food, water, the air, everything that goes on in our lives. But one thing that he told me was that in uh, they want to get George W. Bush in. And when he gets in, you, you watch something really big is going to happen. Well, anyway, life went on. Uh, he moved and, you know, did his thing with his family. I never kept in contact with him, but he left me two books to read. One of them was The Committee of 300. And another one was uh, Behold a Pale Horse. And those two books really opened my eyes even more. And, but, you know, I went on with life. I actually moved to the West Coast where uh, some friends of mine were getting serious about doing music. So, um, you know, that's what I did. And uh, I ended up, well, I ended up having to do this CD for a concert with some friends and it had to be done in four months. So it was kind of a rush job of things, but uh, we made one song about the end of the world. And this is August of 2001, um, where I wrote some lyrics that said something like skyscrapers, skyscrapers topper, topple pillars of smoke. Well, you know, um, didn't seem like much, you know, just talking about a kind of a gloomy song about how the world's going to end. But uh, turns out uh, 2001, September 2001, this thing happened, this big thing that he had called two years before actually happened. And then I realized, wow, this guy was really an insider. I don't know how deep, I don't know where, you know, what he knew entirely because he broke it down in baby steps for me to understand. But that led me on a truth path because from there, I, I fully knew already that this 9-11 story wasn't right. This There was something, there was definitely, it was definitely part of this bigger compartmentalized uh, pyramid that the shadow government runs. So what I did is... um. I, I continued my research path. I mean, there's a whole story I can give people to actually watch on my YouTube channel, uh, which is called Truth Filled Trajectory. There I did a presentation called Synchronicity and the Truth Path, where you can fully unravel this story in much more detail. But I went um, on this journey reading books, uh, got into David Icke, got into uh, Michael Sarian and, and a few other old schoolers and And I just started becoming one of those people that wanted to tell the whole world what's going on, but the whole world did not want to know what's going on. And I realized that pretty quickly that, and I got shut down left and right from family, from friends, becoming a loner, but still I knew this was the truth. And I realized that everybody was under one big trance basically. So I started contact listening to, um, you know, other things in the alternative media 
I met another insider in 2008, and that's another story that might sidetrack this for now. But this guy uh, was a um, former son. He was a son of a CIA scientist. And this guy broke down to me everything that's really deeply detailed in the, into the chemtrail operations, which we can get into if you like. But, uh, well, that set me on a path because he gave me some links to some great truth speakers that are in our community today that had radio shows back then, which became podcasts such as Freeman and later on Mark Passio. And those people kind of mentored me in furnishing my perspective that there's a lot more ways to think about this information. And by the time I got to 2012, I got in a divorce of my, my kid's um, mother and uh, life kind of changed. I wanted to do music, but I had all this information and I had a few friends in the alternative media and I was thinking, you know what, I'm just going to do my own radio show because I was exploding with information and there was really nowhere to put it. There was not enough people that wanted to listen, but I knew there were some people out there who wanted to listen. So in 2013, I started Shannon Down Radio or podcast, and that's what brings me to today, continuing it on for nine years. Oh, there we go. Sorry, I was <laughs> muted. Wow. All right on, man. Uh, yeah, I remember that very well, that part of my journey whenever I was going around like a uh, on my high horse, ready to tell the world about the corruption and the occult and every aspect of uh, these conspiracies I was looking into, and nobody wanted to hear it. Nobody was ready. Uh, you know, it, that's why I ultimately started my show as well. Just put it out there, and if people are ready to and willing to listen to it, they'll come and find it themselves. Uh, but, you know, things are changing very rapidly. Um, where are you at now with everything since, uh, especially since what we've seen with COVID agenda? and uh, 2020 and the rapid change of our society and what appears to be uh, a looming collapse of the economic system and everything else that's surrounding this. Is, is this something that was also kind of forewarned to you? Uh, you no. Know, well, yes. I mean, just through the, the, um, just through the, the, the information that, the, this elite had a plan. I was thinking that was going to happen, but I was actually under the impression in about 2009 that, um, that, uh, there, that things were going to unravel even then. I don't know why, but I remember just thinking like, Oh, this is, this is going to happen soon. And it actually prolonged for a while to a point where 2000 and or 2020, I, I got to a point where I'm like, uh, um, well, I was kind of come more comfortable in the world, even though I still knew all this information. So it actually took me by surprise in a way that they would go this far and show their hand. Uh, but where I'm at now with it is that it's just confirmation that now it, it's not even hiding. And anyone that can't see it today, I feel like is not wanting to see it or they just heavily brainwashed because there's no way you can't see this now in our society that this is going on. So now I'm just starting to realize there's a lot more awake people. So the one good thing about COVID is it woke up a lot more people and it got a lot, a lot more people. Uh, it put a spark under people to uh, get out there and do their own podcast. So this year, especially for me, I've branched out and met a lot of other podcast shows such as yourself and become friends with a bigger network 
And it's kind of refreshing to me because I've basically been a loner for quite a bit of this time, just throwing out information, record, upload for a long time. Yeah, I have on guests, but you know, it gets kind of lonely out there. So actually it's been good to connect with people of like mind. So it's, it, it sucks to see us have to go through this, but I don't see how we can't go through this now without, you know, people have to wake up and a lot of us, we try, but we're nothing red pill the world more than COVID really. And, and whatever's to come next, I think is, it's actually what we have to go through. It sucks to say, but at least people are really starting to see and starting to wake up and go, Hmm, actually, yeah, yeah something's weird about this. I think you're right. It is. I think it is something that we have to go through to get to our next stage of, of human evolution. Uh, and as far as your understanding of kind of where we're at and where we're going, for me, uh, all roads have led to either spirituality or dark occult practices uh, and each of our personal connections or roads with that. And I know that there's many of researchers who hit a wall when it comes to the occult or spirituality or the paranormal or anything unexplainable or metaphysical. But uh, to me, the nature of all this is really behind the nature of what we call reality. It's behind, beyond the spectrum of what of our vision and we, what we can perceive. And I think it's all connected to uh, magic and occult practices and our perception and connection to that. And I want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't see how people could stop and say that it's not connected to it because it is. Um, and the more that we get into this, this world driven by the dark occult, it's kind of plain to see um, the lack of morality in the world that has come out, uh, especially regarding children and, and um, re- especially regarding just, you know, uh, human, human relationships has, we, we have degraded as, as a society on purpose. And, and, in, and when you study the occult, the dark occult, you know that they don't have any empathy and how they operate is completely self-absorbed. And that sort of mentality has, has uh, rippled through the worlds to where a lot of people don't even realize that they're operating like little Satanists themselves, little, little dark Luciferian people because of their lack of morality and their lack of judgment and, and self-absorbed society. I mean, you just look around I was just saying this yesterday, there was some people that were so heavily in their, in their phones and taking pictures of themselves that we are really manifesting, manifesting this, this world of selfishness and, and really a lot of foolishness and shallowness out there. And that's, it's just, it's basically it, you could say even de facto Satanist, but basically people are taking on what they put through the media and the personas and everything of that. And now we're seeing it come full, but on the reverse of that, it's only made me cling more to spirituality. I'm not religious, but I do believe in a God, a higher call, a higher creator or whatever you want to put a name on it. I think the labels make people trip people into, you know, their triggers and all that, but it's really like synchronicity in my life has shown me personally in my own path that I'm meant to speak this information to a larger audience. And because of that, 
I realized that I am on a path and I think people like yourself as well are the same thing. So, you you know, you don't have to even open a Bible or a Quran or a, or a Torah or any of these books. You can go on your own path and find that there is, there we're meant to be here doing this, even if it's a hard life and we chose the, the, the path of uh, being opposed by our larger society. I, I feel like that, it's just, um, it's gratifying to me to be able to do this. I don't know. It comes back to me and I feel like the reverse of this is we're the light workers in the world giving out this information while the rest of the world is asleep. And, and I mean, it is a, it is a tall order to be able to fulfill, but I, I'm happy to do it. And it, and it somehow it connects me with the higher realm. Now there, there's some out there that are of the belief that everything that is unfolding now has not only been a multi-generational plan for hundreds, maybe thousands, maybe more years, but it's going off a type of like revelation-like playbook, uh, playbook, uh, this apocalyptic type unfolding of events where we ultimately accept something like a mark of the beast or it could be an experimental jab or it could be just the internet or it could be a number of things that aren't good for us that we opt into and that's what it's all about we've been just opting into the the system we've been opting into the matrix and led down a, a road of slavery and it's all coming to a culmination they have those of us that are waking up and not opting into it anymore and want to check out of this slave system uh, but they're you know, the pressure has been put on by those in control to try and keep us plugged in and keep opting into this. Uh, so where do you see all these agendas that have come up just in the past few years? Uh, where do you see it going to a more kind of transhuman future merged with, you know, tech and biology? Or do you see a more collapsing of everything to where we're just going to have to kind of, it's going to be Mad Max territory and we're going to have to start all over. What do you see the future in the next five, 10 years? There's plenty of different ideas of that. Yeah, it's, it's something that I've been asking guests on my own show. Um, and of course, I, I don't know the answer any more than anybody else, but just looking at the information of where the World Economic Forum wants to take humanity and nothing seems to be stopping them, uh, that they do want a transhumanist society. They want basically China on a global level. And I'm seeing that a lot. Um, and I'm seeing, um, I'm seeing that, well, the banking system is, is we're in a slow motion collapse of, of our society as we know it. And it's like, yeah, you know, the prices of everything going up and, and I, I see that as a potential disaster looming in the background and probably to put in this cashless society. And I also see, uh, I also see, well, there's a couple more things. I also see the, um, unfortunately, and I, I, I hope I'm wrong about this, but I also see all the injections that everybody got the long-term effects coming out of these people that have decided to let themselves be a, a, an experiment I don't think the elite waste their energy and time and we do know that they want to depopulate and I don't want this to happen. And I hope something intervenes with it, but it doesn't look good for people's immune systems in the future or whatever that people turn into with their DNA being morphed in some way or some form. We don't know. Uh, there's so much 
info on what's in the shot that I've kind of put my hands up like, okay, I'm just going to see what happens because there's just too much out there on that. But the thing that's been looming in the background that I think that a lot of us, a lot of people are not quite talking about, some are, is they've been telling us, like, suddenly they got, uh, the media decided to tell us that UFOs exist. They decided to tell us that, that um, they don't know who these, who's manning these crafts. And, and I think that is going to be the ultimate thing that's going to come into play. That's a super big card they're going to throw at us. But then you get into other um, camps out there and I try to listen to everybody and, uh, and I, I don't like division in this truth community because what happens is we close ourselves off to the possibilities of many different things in the future, but maybe there is, and, and I don't know, but maybe there is some, maybe some people call white hats or good guys in the inside that are trying to stop some of this. Because if you look at how the elites are operating, it's like they're operating on a desperate they're operating, they're, they're being desperate. They're really throwing, it's like they're making up for lost time. So what made that time lost? And that's what I've been kind of thinking about lately. Like, I'm not one to go on the, the Trump Patriot camp too much, but I do listen to what some people have to say from that. And there mm -hmm. might be nuggets of truth in there that say that there is a group of people trying to stop some of this stuff too. So it is a possibility that we're not all the way screwed and that they're, they're having their challenges rolling out some of these agendas, as well as the fact that it's, it's a multi-head, or what do you call it? There's many heads of the Hydra, right? I don't think they all get along. I think that some of them may want this, um, this, this, this transhumanist future, and some of them may not. Some of them may want this disclosure of the UFO alien agenda or fake alien invasion or whatever, and some of them may not. So I don't even think there's a solidarity behind the scenes, but I think that the bigger groups are definitely invested in destroying our current society and making a new one. That's what I do see going on here. And it is crazy, crazy time to be alive. But it's also very exciting because if you look at the positive side of it, that if humanity in larger amounts did wake up to a critical mass, we actually might be able to turn this thing around because they're acting out of desperate uh, moves. And it seems to me that they're really scared. That's why they want to take the guns away from people. Uh, so I see the, the possibility, I am not saying for certain, that we could turn this around. But as like, like you know, it's, it's hard to know what strand to go off of here. We just kind of have to observe all these different trails leading to what they're trying to do. Yeah, hundred percent. It is definitely hard to tell, especially where most people stand when it comes to some of the agendas and things unfolding. You're never going to hear both sides. You're only going to hear the the one side, which is of course control of the media and Hollywood and everything like that. So they control the narrative. For now, um, I do have hope that we are the majority. That the most of us are waking up, which I want to get into in a little bit. First, I want to find out about um, Hawaii. How has it been? there since you know lockdown situations covid all the other nonsense oh boy yeah it was a disaster um 
so let's see how can i say this without sounding really rude to people here but okay <laughs> hawaii knelt down and took the bait and they ran with it and they got extreme we were we were uh cut off from the rest of the mainland basically unless you did a two-week quarantine here the rule following in hawaii is disgusting um and i think it's because the population here has been through a lot and you have to look at the history here Hawaii is a place where the indigenous were taken over, their land was taken, their belief systems were destroyed. So the native Hawaiians, which are actually a really small part of our population, I think like 3% is native Hawaiian in Hawaii. So not many Hawaiians, but so you have that aspect of things where it would be very comparable to any other indigenous communities that have been overtaken and they're kind of strangers in their own land. And then we had a bunch of different ethnic groups come into Hawaii in the 1800s and early 1900s who were plantation workers. And they came here to work, but they came here with kind of a slave mentality. And that mentality kind of never left the people. They just follow what the government does. They listen to the media and they don't question anything. And it never was a problem until COVID happened. And then we were really, you know, those of us that think we became big minorities in this. And we realized that, wow, Hawaii doesn't really, doesn't really, um, you know, we're supposed to be the place of the Hawaiian warrior, the tough, I mean, if you look at Polynesians, there's some of the scariest warriors in, in Earth's history, the biggest, strongest people that you can imagine. And it's, there's no resistance at all. And so, it was really shocking to see how many people became gatekeepers of our freedom here, how you could go into a, a store and try not to wear a mask and get yelled at by a bunch of different people or even for having it underneath your nose. So it really turned into what I would say a really happy place where I've always liked Hawaii. I am from here, but I've lived on the mainland a lot of, a lot of my life too. Um, and I've always liked Hawaii because it's a little bit happier. People don't have, as much um, people have a little more respect for each other. There is aloha, but what happened is that all disappeared. Oops, that all disappeared. And when it disappeared, uh, it really kind of showed the true colors of here. And I used to love Hawaii because it was different than the other states. It's like a different country rather than a different state. So it's like as far away as you can get from America and still be in America. But this turned it into just a, a really sad place. So we're out of that now. I can now go to a movie theater or a restaurant without a vaccine passport, but it's still um, the mentality still out there. And, you know, I even considered moving at one time, but, uh, you know, I don't know where I go. And this is my home. So I'm here. But it's been disappointing, <laughs> to say the least, at what people did here with this situation. It seems like the lockdowns in general either brought out the best or worst are worse than people uh, in any given situation, place, state, wherever they are. Uh, it depends on, you know, how they, I guess, how they reacted to it. I mean, for me, my situation got uh, so much better since, uh, you know, lockdowns and, and things like that. But there's many people who the situations are a hundred times worse than, you know, they could have ever imagined. And, uh, you know, it, it just 
makes me uh, think that it has to do with, you know, people's state of mind and how they look at the situation. I always say that there's different timelines people are, are on right now. Some of them are living in fear because they're afraid if they don't get these exper- experimental injections, they're going to get, um, you know, monkey AIDS or whatever is out next. Um, but, you know, it's all that's what it's all about. It's keeping people in that state. So they, they think that they have to rely on the pharmaceuticals, daddy government, what the news is telling them. They have to stay tuned in, stay plugged in, or they won't be able to to live regular human lives when it's actually quite the opposite. Yeah. Um, There is a lot of different, uh, you're right, there is a lot of different timelines with this. Um, I think really there is a majority of people that didn't like it, but the media frames it to where we all think that it's, we're just a small minority group when when you actually see like the down votes they used to have on YouTube, funny how they took the, the, that, that away from the videos, mm-hmm. but you would see, you know, like a 1200 down votes and like a hundred likes, you know? And, and so to me, it, it, it showed me that really there is a lot more of us out there in various degrees of what, that who know what's going on. That, then there is the actual rule followers and the actual, uh, people that are scared. I live in, and I guess it, it never really mattered as much till now. I live in a blue state. So because that people really, the, the left really took this serious. So because I live in a blue state and I'm not a political person, I don't believe in politics. I don't even believe in government. I think it's, uh, you know, uh, but we can go there separately. But, um, I, I, I saw, um, you know, people take it really serious. So that was most of the people I saw, but there was, you know, us that did protest and stuff. And I think, I think what it is, is the people that believe in this, they, they, they have no idea the level of evil that actually rules our organized society. They, they, you know, that these giant global conglomerates rule over governments such as the WHO, such as the United Nations, such as the, the World Economic Forum and these entities that rule over our societies and their ideologies have invaded every institution of society, whether it's your school system or the media or the, the many tentacles of the system, something that I've uh, done a talk about before. But, you know, and then the real problem lies in the people that believe this. They believe it's not they, they believe that suddenly the media is telling us the truth. In fact, the same part of the political faction that was totally against the invasion of Iraq in 2003 were the total believers that suddenly the media is telling us the truth. And no, they wouldn't lie. This, this is reporting the real truth. And, and there's this whole ideology, too, out there that, that, that we've somehow magically purged all the evil from this world and we can now trust all the institutions of society because they're good and they're looking after our best interests. And, 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 you know, and I guess it's because people have been groomed that way through the school system and the media, they've been shown to trust these institutions because the open dictatorship that left during the Nazi era, and now it's gone covert and, you know, people haven't figured any of this out yet. So I think that's really what it is, is people just don't understand how the world works. While the rest of us are out here in various degrees of trying to figure out 
what the hell's going on. And obviously what they're saying is not going on. And so that's why we're speaking out. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Critical thinkers are not wanted in mainstream society. Only slaves are wanted. Uh, they we're just supposed to obey what we're told and, and be little energetic batteries for society. And uh, that, you know, if we do anything other than apply those rules to ourselves, we are terrorists. We are a menace to society and we should be shunned. So that's what our, you know, that's what it's become. It's, it's been all about. Um Earlier, you talked, you said something that I want to get into about chemtrails. They've had, uh, I've had plenty of guests with different ideas of what are happening with chemtrails. Uh, in fact, yesterday I had David Dubine, who believes that chemtrails are actually have multi uses, of course, but one of the main things is to keep the uh, radiation from killing us and slowing down a potential uh, looming catastrophe or a cataclysm that could reset the planet because of the, the uh, state of the sun, because we're going through some kind of solar minimum and, or the, the state of the cosmic energy that we're in, that these elites know that this has been uh, changing our planet for a long time. They know that we have this looming cyclical cataclysm that's about to happen. So they're spraying the sky with aluminum and other particulates to prevent the radiation from quickening this, this cataclysm. And that's just one of the many, many reasons, you know, I've, I've heard they just spraying drugs up there to drug us, which I don't doubt either. I know they sprayed LSD over uh, towns before, so I don't doubt any of that. What do you think? And what, what do you know about the chemtrails? Well, um, so my, I saw my first chemtrail in 1998 before I met that insider and went down the rabbit hole. But my friend who was an outdoor, he painted houses outside. They were watching them lay down chemtrails and they go, hey, that's they're, they're spraying us with something. And then he showed me that day, later that day what they'd been seeing when they were working. And, I was, and at the time they were saying it was an anthrax vaccine. Well, I don't even know where that rumor came from, but it probably was bullshit. But the, the, the later parts of my life, in 2008, I mentioned I met another insider. And this was through basically just synchronicity. My ex was hanging out with some people at a playground and she met this guy who was talking a lot about chemtrails. And she thought I was in like a fad at the time. Like, oh, this guy, he, he knows about chemtrails too. Not that, it, you know, it's like, no, I, I'm really interested in the truth. But Anyway, so I, I got invited to his house and I decided, okay, I'm probably going to have to tell this guy quite a bit of stuff because I, I, didn't, I didn't run into anybody that knew much about it. Turns out I needed to take notes. This guy was, he, well, he was a son of a CIA scientist and I didn't know the CIA had scientists. I didn't know they were like that, but I, I wouldn't doubt it. But this guy broke down different, the different, um, the different uh, programs going on. And one of them is, of course, weather control. And if you're as an observer of them for so many years now, I can totally see they always spray before a storm front comes in. And that one really um, resonates with the truth for sure, because they are doing that. Uh, another one is uh, the biological spraying. And I even think this may have gone into the recent COVID stuff because of them spraying uh, particulates that have uh, possible ways of getting more people sick and testing positive. 
I kind of see, see that going on, but I think they've been experimenting with biologicals for a long time, especially if you get into the work of Clifford Carnicom, uh, who uh, is an independent scientist who really looked at this stuff early on. He found like uh, desecrated red blood cells and weird stuff in these samples of, of the spray. Uh, another aspect is what some people call Morgellons. And what, it, what that is, is these fibers that they're dropping and they're, they're like smaller than a human hair and they supposedly self-replicate in our body. And what that is, is that's the transhumanism right there. I, you know, and so that this guy told me, this insider, his name is Robert. He told me that that was the crown jewel of what they're trying to do. They're trying to get us connected to things like heart. We have a whole antenna erase a system out there uh, that is connected to many different things. So heart being the bigger antennas or, or things like heart, there's other ionospheric heaters as well. And that's something to come back to ionospheric heaters, if you notice the word heater in there. But um, those antennas are connected to smaller antennas like wind towers and connected to smaller things. Finally, they get to our phones, our computers, and we get in sync with this frequency that they're putting out through this, this, um, those antennas and from the stuff that's self-replicating in our bodies. Now there's a disease, it's supposedly called Morgellons disease, where this stuff actually breaks out into people's bodies. It's like a defect that some people maybe don't take to this technology they're throwing out. So they grow these like little tiny, looks like power cables out of your skin. I've never seen anybody that's got that. It's only been online stuff, but supposedly like the singer Joni Mitchell uh, had it and, and doctors dismiss it and say it's just some kind of rash or something, but these people swear and it's making them go crazy. Well, anyway, so that those programs are definitely happening. Um, but now the whole idea of blocking out the sun in my personal observations, it doesn't quite make sense. Yeah, um, maybe on one level, they're trying to block out the sun. Bill Gates and these geoengineers are trying to do that sometimes, but not all the time. Because if you look, um, I've, seen, I've seen them spraying at night when the moon's out. I've seen them spraying on a day where the, the clouds open up a little bit and you can see a, a, a chemtrail. And why to, would yeah. they do that? Yeah, exactly. Why would they do that? So to me, and that doesn't... I, I don't want to, you know, offend your last guest or whatever, but I don't see that going on exactly. And the other thing also is, uh, where was it going with that? Uh, the, 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 um, oh yeah. Edward Snowden talked about this once and I don't really agree with Edward Snowden. I think he might be some kind of a plant out there that was kind of brought out to show us, to say, yeah, this is going on, just like they do with many things, the revelation of the method. But basically, he said, if they don't spray us, then they uh, we're going to incinerate. Planet Earth is going to incinerate, and you know we're going to be cooked from the um, global warming. Well, I've dug deep into that one too, and that is not what they're saying it is either. So we, you know, to believe that's going on first, I think is a hoax, and then secondly, to Edward Snowden even denied everything about what he said about chemtrails on a Joe Rogan interview. So then you got to go with that. But yeah, so this whole blocking out the sun thing, 
I almost feel like it could be a red herring, but you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I know that those other things are happening, especially weather control. I mean, if they could make it flood during the Vietnam war and flood the Ho Chi Minh trail, then they can make it rain where there's a drought and they can cure. If this global warming was really real, this climate change, then they can actually, you know, uh, help us with it. But judging from where, how these elites operate, and who's behind it, they're not trying to help us. So if anything, they're trying to poison us. And I always feel, you said something about putting drugs in the atmosphere. Well, I always feel when they spray hard, I can't think clearly. It's almost like I got a big dose of fluoride or something. And, you know, there's probably more programs than what I just said too, but it's definitely, there's a lot going on with this and it sucks to talk about, but I do. Um, I did get sort of a remedy for it. I can tell you about in a little bit too, if you want. But yeah, that I think is what's mainly going on with the spraying, and they're doing it a lot lately. Especially after COVID started, they just really hammered everywhere. It seemed like. Yeah. Uh, now you said you, that they have a, a remedy. I definitely uh, want to get to that. But mm -hmm. as far as you know, what they could be doing with either spraying or any type of, of chemicals that they're putting in the air. Do you think that it's possible uh, based on, you know, all the research and people you talk to that uh, they could know of a looming cataclysm of something that could be occurring to where uh, they know the population is going to be called anyway, and they're making preparations for all of this. Um, what do you think about that aspect? Yeah. I mean, it's very possible that there is a looming cataclysm coming. Um, there are many resets of our society that you can look at through ancient history uh, from the great biblical flood, which isn't just biblical to, um, you know, what maybe some people are talking about Tartaria. I don't, I don't really know where I, I'm kind of on the fence with that at the moment, but there, there is definitely evidence of other things that have wiped this planet out and could it happen again? Sure. And could they know about it? Yeah. Um, but the way they're investing in a transhumanism future and they're investing in, you know, these smart cities, I don't know. I mean, it, it's like they believe it's going to go on. So there's there's that, too. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. When it goes back to climate change, we you're talking about uh, weather warfare and how they can definitely control the weather. And I agree 100 um, percent. I believe that they've had control of the weather for a long time. I believe they've even had done nefarious things like uh, controlled uh, major storms or hurricanes or and I even believe they can go as far as even triggering earthquakes uh, based on some of the things that I've heard their their technology is capable of and uh, I firmly believe that climate change the climate change agenda is going to be one of the next things that they're trying to roll out most likely to get people to, to move to smart cities so they can have a centralized grid to control everything because they're say like power outages are triggered to are connected with climate change when indeed they're uh, probably causing the uh, perceived climate change. Although the, the earth does uh, go through these cyclical periods where the climate changes. So, uh, you know, I don't think that it is our carbon footprint that would be doing any of this and uh, it would all be for more nefarious purposes anyway. And I do see that climate change is probably an upcoming agenda. Yeah, I think so too.
I, I think, I mean, they're telling people that they're getting heart attacks from climate change. They're, they're, t- they're telling people that uh, it's because of climate change that they're, you know, they're making every excuse. It's easy to have a scapegoat like that and just go, yeah, it's because of this. And I, I suppose you could even do that with chemtrails. I mean, I've, I've been guilty of thinking that all kinds of things are from chemtrails and it is possible. But, it, but again, I, we don't really know. But the climate change agenda is is huge. Um, it, and it's, again, like COVID was global. So is climate change. Any global agenda is is getting the earth on one page is a very scary thing when you know who's behind it. Uh, the climate, like you said, is always changing. I mean, we had the, uh, the uh, little ice age. We've had the, uh, the, glo- the medieval glo- warming period. I mean, those aren't mentioned in any of their climate change models. Uh, and the, the fact that water vapor is the number one greenhouse gas, not carbon and that carbon feeds plants. I'm, I'm not saying I like pollution or anything. You know, I think when I say that, some people are like, oh, you, wait, you, you think that we should continue, you know, polluting the earth. It's like, of course not. But the thing is, is like carbon is not our biggest enemy and threat. I mean, sure, I, I don't like seeing pollution, um, but the, that's not our biggest threat. These people are our biggest threat that are behind it. And until people see that, they're going to still fall for this. And, and I, I did hear about um, climate lockdowns being a future possibility. And I, I don't know, you know, they could, that's another direction. Like we were talking about earlier, where these elites could go. That's another direction they could take us. It's because of climate change. We have to do this and this and give up this freedom and bend over and take it real hard. And mm. here you go. But um, I, I think, you know, and in fact, I think that could be the very next thing that they're going to try to play. Because I think I think the, the pandemic thing is kind of played out. Um, I think that people have kind of had enough, at least for a while. So maybe that will be the next thing they bring in is this whole climate change agenda. And it really does need a lot of expo- exposure of the real truth here. Because that guy, Michael Mann, who had this cocky stick graph, is completely full of shit. He said that New York would be on, or no, it was another guy, but they're friends that New York would be underwater by 2015. So, you know, their, their models have never been right yet. We still trust these people. Well, we don't, but people do. Well, there's, I want to go back to chemtrails. There's another aspect of that, that I want to kind of get to if they're spraying these, you know, this, these chemicals and these drugs and all this stuff all over how are they breathing it and, you know, not affected unless they have some sort of unknown remedy like you were you were going to say? Or the other uh, option is they're all lizard people and they're trying to spray us to turn us all into lizard people. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think yeah. about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's the biggest challenging question that any of us who talk about this uh, get asked because we don't have an answer for it. Uh, my theory and a lot of people's probably, too, is they have some kind of antidote for all this that's being sprayed or maybe it's not all that as harmful as we think it is because look there's been days where we've been just whited out and under a blanket and we're still alive and i can still do every physical thing i've ever had been able to do so maybe it's not as bad as for us as we might think it is i mean i don't think it's good so there maybe there's that but I do think they probably do have an antidote and a way of getting it out. 
Now, I should just go over this remedy this this guy showed me. It's like a ghetto remedy. Basically, anybody can do this. But you get red wine. And I brought this to the table like 2011 on uh, a friend of mine's show you may have heard of named Bob Tuscan. Bo Shout out to Bob Tuscan, old school truth speaker, had a show for many years. Uh, it's called the wine rinse. And basically, you take older wine. So you let wine sit for a while so it turns and it's not very good to drink. And you swish in your mouth until you get out a lot of, lot of material. Uh, the, the objective of this is that our, our gums have pores. And there's a precursor to this. You're supposed to take, this guy said, hypericum perforatum. It's a, it's a um, homeopathic thing. You put a few in your lips and it helps open up your, your gums. So when you're ready to start swishing, you swish for like a minute. And you might want to plug up your sink to see what comes out. But you start getting all this black stuff out. And you even can see some of these little fibers I was talking about. It's pretty frightening. But you do it enough times. And I've done it many times. I've done it with people even just to, you know, see how they feel. And your third eye area really becomes clear afterwards. And what the idea of doing this does is it, it, it breaks our, our um, it breaks us from this frequency they want us under. And you really do feel different for a few days afterwards. It's really, it's, it's cool. Um, I mean, I think more people should be doing it and writing, you know, people like me and others back and saying how they feel. I'd like to know, but it does seem to work. Um, and it's not just, you know, me pretending like, well, maybe it works. It really feels like it snaps our conductivity to harp or whatever frequency that they're trying to pump out there. And yeah, you'll get some disgusting things coming out of there, black stuff. And yeah, I don't care what you do with wine, put it in a blender. You're not going to make that black stuff. So it is coming out of our mouth. I mean, so um, that is the quick like ghetto remedy. But I, I should say there are people out there that have the other remedies. There's a guy named Ken Rolla, Ken R-O-H-L-A. He has his own remedies that seem to work, supposedly. And another guy named, um, his last name is Pintelaresco, Tony Pintelaresco. He has a lot of ways of getting it out. And there are people that say you can see, you can soak your foot in um, essential oils and get some of this stuff out too. So there's, there's a lot of ways that someone may be able to apply getting this shit out of our bodies. And I think it's well worth the effort because how many years of buildup do we have in our bodies? A lot, because some people have been alive their entire life and they've been spraying full scale. I think they've been spraying full scale since around mid nineties. Uh, Cause I was looking at some photo albums recently of, of older photo albums. There's not a single, you know, chemtrail in the sky. So they really, so some people that were born in the 2000s or, or even the 90s have never had a break in their life from all this spray. So it's, that's something to think about, too. Yeah, it makes me wonder um, how far we've been manipulated and genetically modified for, for those amounts of years and how how different we would be as humans, even, you know, the indoctrination system we've received from education and the, the closed off, how closed off our pineal gland and everything, our consciousness has, has kind of been downgraded to because of what we're subjected to through food and water and our air and our education system and everything that makes us unhealthy humans today for 
multi, multi generations of doing this, we were probably much different, uh, much more uh, telepathic. We probably had many more consciousness abilities than we could ever imagine in our ancient past uh, and probably yeah. not even that that long ago, maybe even up to a couple of hundred years ago, we could have had a lot different things that uh, aren't known about and we just could have amnesia and we weren't going to find out through the mainstream, of course. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, it's it's um, more most likely true. And um, they've figured out a way to slowly close off humans. I mean, they say we use a third three percent of our DNA and 10 percent of our brains. So what's all the rest of that for? You know, and I, I think that that that's for a, a greater connection to divinity. Um, and they've definitely closed that off. Now, if you if you look at, you know, the way hum, human society has degraded over the many generations through media ma manipulation, uh, there's there's definitely a, a case to be made there. But also the chemicals in our food, water and air. And I feel like they couldn't have even pulled off covid in the 90s or, you know, even the early 2000s, because I grew up uh, I'm in my young forties, but I grew up in the eighties as a, as a kid. And then I was a nineties teenager. I grew up around assholes. <laughs> I grew up around people that were bullies and there were fights all over the place. And as much as that's not something I really condone, it's not a high consciousness, but I think about these same archetype people that were bullies or want to be gangsters or all those different archetypes. I don't think they would have put up with COVID had it been done in the not 80s or 90s. It took a dumbing down and I think a de decrease in testosterone um, through microplastics, through uh, chemicals in the food and whatever else to create the society we have now that wouldn't fight back from COVID because something's missing from those days. I swear there were some scary people that I grew up around that would not be uh, taking this shit from the government. Like, and some of them are in prison now, but still like there are some scary people and some big egos and not that any of that's cool, but they would have probably put up a fight toward this. I, I would hope. Well, even the, I mean, the roles have reversed, not only with genders and everything they're trying to, to push on society, but even politically, you know, the left is now uh, how the right used to be in the, you know, 60s and 70s and 80s. So everything yeah. is, is reversed. Everything is upside down. And they're trying to push society forward as this kind of uh, inverse, uh, you know, some people say satanic or dark, dark occult uh, type of reality where people uh, participate in the system and they opt in. And once they opt in, they're never coming out. And then they're in control of that system. Uh, and they're that system slave for, for the rest of however long they're there in it. And I think that's the whole idea since the beginning of whatever this is that we're in, whether it's some kind of, uh, you know, like in Gnosticism, the demiurge that took over our, our reality and kind of uh, keeps us in this type of prison planet or did we create it for ourselves? is it some kind of reincarnation consciousness evolution uh, reality there's so many options um, you know I, I tend to lean towards the positive that all this stuff is happening because 
it's for our development. It, you know, we couldn't move forward with any, without any of this occurring that maybe even we created this reality for ourselves to evolve and grow in. Uh, it's like our own matrix, our own evolution matrix, or it could be a prison planet. I don't know. There's many options. Either way, I try and stay positive about it. I think it's a ride. I think we have to enjoy ourselves either way as much as possible, no matter how much corruption is, is, is happening. But I'm encouraged in the awakening that we've discussed. I'm encouraging what I'm seeing in people. And I think we are the, the majority. I think we've become the majority over the past couple of years because of all the bullshit they're trying to push on people that people are not ready for. Or, you know, they, like you said, they've been dumbing down people. They've been feminizing people. Maybe we're not quite to the level they wanted us at yet. And we're starting to buck up and go the opposite direction. I have hope for that as well, but we'll never know from the mainstream. They're never going to tell us well, what direction we're headed or how many people are on the right side of this. But, you know, from talking to other people, podcasters like yourself and I talk to many people and they talk to many people and from what I'm gathering is we are the majority and we may be able to come out of this by non-participation and building our own systems uh, do you have hope for that uh, in the future yeah I, I do more than I ever did um, and that's basically from networking with other podcasters I'm realizing they have a big audience and some of the podcasters I meet um, you're more old school than quite a few of them even like some of the podcasters I meet just started or started a year ago or two years ago and they have a huge audience. And I'm like, wow, that shows me something. So there is an awakening or separation from mainstream society. That's, I don't think going to stop. Uh, so I do have faith in that. We're, I do have faith in a positive future and I wouldn't actually even be speaking about all this stuff. If I didn't, I just, I got into speaking this information because I realized everybody was under a spell and I needed to wake them up. And there's many wrong ways to do that. And I've done those wrong ways. And now I feel that um, the, this collective of great podcasters like yourself and stuff have opened up a world that people can step into now without feeling like someone's trying to, hey, hey, you got to read this. You got to, it, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people, but most people need to go through the hard times to see what, you know, to, to wake up. And, and so I do think there is a positive future. We're going to have to go through some, some crazy rides in the meantime, but I think we're going to come out of this somehow in some way. I mean, I don't, you know, I mean, it, 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 if, if crazy things have to happen in order to fix it, Maybe, you know, maybe good aliens have to land, but see, or Jesus has to come back or, you know, all these, I mean, I, I don't believe in those kind of things so much as the answer, because then people will just not work and do the work that's needed and do the, through the dark night of the soul. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I mean, I almost feel like. I do believe in a positive future. And I hate some of the info that I've even brought out in this interview I don't want anybody that's listening to feel darkened by it or, um, you know, uh, that there's no hope because all, all that is, is empowerment. You can use that info to, to do what's called apophatic inquiry, to rip off the bad so you can see what's bad and not be part of it and be part of the good. 
Yeah, man. Very, very well said. I agree with that. Now, since you mentioned the uh, the UFO thing, uh, you also emailed me about it. I want to touch on this. My uh, my view of UFOs and aliens has changed drastically since I started looking into this stuff. Um, it's it's become way more of a metaphysical type of phenomenon for me and more of a spiritual consciousness evolution type thing, whether it is just us doing it to ourselves or little green men. I don't think they're coming. Maybe they're coming from different planets. I'm not sure, but I think it's more of different dimensions or different realities or densities or just types of energies that are interacting with us. But that's just where I'm at now. I've had my own contact experiences and they're ongoing and they're very different from, from many people's, but in some ways they're very same, just like any others. I've interviewed tons of contactees, tons of experiencers. They have so many similarities, but so many broad differences in everybody's experience, which makes me realize this is a personal thing. These guys are connecting with the person on an individual level. And if it's for their benefit, the person comes out better on the other end of the contact experience. Like I have, I've had some profound, beautiful experiences that I've learned so much from, and I attribute everything that I've done since those experiences to them, to, to them occurring. Uh, so I don't try and label them as aliens or what they are. To me, at this point of my understanding, I've interacted with my spirit guides and my ancestors and my, my higher self, probably. Um, whether that you want to consider that aliens, sure, they're, they're alien to what we consider humans. Um, but I don't know if this is what's happening to everybody. I can't say that this is everybody's same experience, that they're interacting with these spirit guides or higher self or different types of aliens or different types of intelligences. All I can speak of is my own experience. And I'm very glad I had that. So I can kind of throw that in the mix and have a little bit of an understanding of it. But what do you think about uh, aliens and the phenomena and the, what I call deception that the mainstream is coming up with? Yeah. Well, I, at first, yes, I believe this, this thing coming out with the mainstream media is a deception. Um, that guy, Elizondo, uh, Louis Elizondo, I think, you know, he was like in the CIA and then two weeks later, he's telling us he was counterintelligence. And he yeah. even said in an interview, he was placed in the UFO community to do counterintelligence. That means he's putting out bullshit people. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't trust in that. Uh, and there's a lot of charlatans in the UFO exopolitics realm, but there is some truth nuggets in there too. I am an experiencer as well. Um, and I've never really actually seen what someone would call aliens, but I've seen some pretty crazy shit. And um, I, I mean, I believe that there is things coming from other planets, but I also think it is an interdimensional thing too. I think there is separate categories for these beings or entities that people are seeing. Um, I've talked to some experiencers too, and it's like you said, they come from a lot of different stories and backgrounds and there's not always this one clean picture that we're going to get from it. Um, you know, like they try to paint that on ancient aliens, uh, that, that there's this, this kind of more of a clear picture. I like the older episodes of ancient aliens because I feel like they weren't quite, um, going with this narrative now. Uh, but th there was some things on there that make you think, Oh, maybe it's like this, or maybe it's like this. And now it's like, no, it's, oops, now it's like this. I'm going to move this thing. So, sorry. But, uh, so it's actually, um, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to, you know, I, I can't really speak on it too much, but 
when you look at the, what I really like to get into is the ancient civilizations that on these megalithic sites on, on this planet that show us that something other than what we know of as our human species built these things. I just got back from Egypt uh, in April and I did a trip there uh, to investigate some of these spots. And the more you go to these, these megalithic sites, the more you realize that a greater human civilization existed a long ago before we know of the modern homo sapiens sapien. And I don't know if these were giants. I don't know if these were, you know, Anunnaki's or, you know, a lot of good evidence points to that, but we, we still don't have answers. I think that the ancient past is going to circle around and come back. And I think that that might be a big reveal that we get in our lifetime too, possibly. Uh, but going to these ancient sites also makes you realize there was, when we talked about cataclysms, that there was a giant cataclysm that must have happened on this planet that uh, took away this older civilization built by who knows, uh, but that something happened here. I mean, woolly mammoths were found flash frozen with food in their mouth. You know, earth can change that quick. So something happened here. So I do believe in aliens and I do believe in space. I know there's a lot of people that don't uh, nowadays. And I see why because of NASA and the videos they put out. I have a feeling that they're not allowed to go into space. I think it's been quarantined off by higher beings that are not allowing us to do stuff up there. So I think, I think behind our control system is also something non-human. Just the way that they, they operate to me seems very non-human, but I don't have the answers on all that. I'm continuing to search myself on my own show. I do mini series on my own show. Uh, one of the mini series I do, I call the beyond earth series where I interview people that are experiencers or people that have pieces of this puzzle. And I'm trying to put it together, but you know, there is so much interdimensional evidence too, that it's really hard to get the physical evidence of, mm. of just one thing. Yeah, I think, you know, I love it. I, I think there are so many physical aspects that could point to this is a multi-layered phenomenon with many physical aspects, many non-physical, many interdimensional. And like I said, I, you know, I, I think it's highly possible that they are coming from different planets. Um, I think that we have a lot on this planet that's also going on, whether we can't see, uh, whether it's beyond the spectrum of our vision. But it seems that whether if it has consciousness, if it exists, it seems to be interacting with us and we seem to be connected just like we're connected with everything else, um, you know, which kind of goes back to the, the idea of a singular source splitting off into billions of fractals. And that's what the life experience is about. That's just one option, really. Um, but, man, it's, it's fascinating to look at everything and try and put the pieces together. Uh, do you think that they're going to uh, keep going with the, the, the mainstream deception and keep us um looking a certain direction and i think they're trying to get to point us in the direction that this is a threat probably did to, to, to roll out some advanced weaponry or tech i don't know what do you think about that aspect yeah i i agree with you on that i think so um when they when they said it was a threat and the possible threat and that it's in the skies every day and they deal with it 
then I really started to realize before I even investigated Louis Elizondo, I, I realized that this they're going to use this for an agenda because the media doesn't come clean. Like I was saying earlier, it's like the media doesn't just suddenly tell the truth. They're the government's mouthpiece. So they're there to lead us in whatever direction they want to lead us in. I, I see the, the um, now there's a, there's a, yeah, there's a quote from uh, Werner von Braun, the famous Nazi scientist. He was talking to this lady, I forget her name, Carol Rosen is her name. Yes, that's it. And yeah, she was told on his deathbed that we would go through these series of false flags. Basically, one of them was the Cold War, and that wasn't real. Another one was terrorists, and that wasn't real. Another one was asteroids, and that's not going to be real. And then aliens, and none of these things are going to be real. And so he said one thing that stuck out to me, you don't want to let them weaponize space because um, that's going to create um, whatever problems that he foresaw there. So uh, I think that he might have been telling the truth with that. It seems like he was. So yeah, it seems like a lot I of these guys it. tell the, the, you know, the truth, maybe on their deathbed, maybe they get a little, feel a little guilty and start to spill out a little bit. I don't know. I couldn't imagine holding on to these massive secrets of the universe and then, you know, just dying <laughs> without getting it off my chest. That, that would kind of suck for me. Yeah, it would suck for anybody's con soul, I would say. It would yeah. eat me alive, but you know, we're these kind of people. And then there's those kind of people that were bred in these societies that are yeah. totally different, but also they probably are, are heavily threat threatened. You know, even if they uh, say little clues, they might get taken out, you know, yeah. Oh yeah. He died in the bathtub. How did he do that? I don't know. He just died. Yeah. in the bathtub. And we, we need to get more of those deathbed. You're going to die anyway. Just come out with it. Just, yeah. just tell us some secrets. We need to get more of those guys on board. Yeah, please. Let's get some real truth out there. I'd like to know. I mean, you know, there's this one guy you probably know of, um, Bill Schneider. He was a whistleblower yeah, in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's some people that I think are bullshit. But with his story, as I've really looked into it, for some reason, it seems to me like he was telling the truth. And they did not want him to tell the truth. And they definitely murdered that guy. Oh, and yeah, they I, did for sure. Yeah. The only thinking, thing is, the bad thing about Phil Schneider is he did lie about the hand. Whatever happened to his hand, it was a childhood injury, and I've had researchers that went oh. back in his personal documents and found out it was not aliens that lasered off his hand. He was injured as a child, and it, his fingers were severed. So by him making up that, it like throws a wrench in the whole story, and it's like, why did he lie about that one aspect when all the other stuff is completely true? He was indeed working uh, in these underground bases for highly top-secret um, clandestine group so why did he lie about that but you know i think he was telling the truth about many aspects maybe he threw the alien thing in there to just throw off the the trail or whatever i don't know yeah that, that could be true you know i didn't know that he lied about that i i've never seen that uh, evidence, yeah, my but, friend Darcy, we made a documentary about yeah. Phil Schneider, and uh, he actually dug that up. So that was one of the disappointing aspects. But everything else he found was completely legit. That's just the one thing. Like, why did you lie about that? You know? Yeah. Well, then, uh, yeah, that's too bad. Kind of makes me doubt him now.
Yeah, but, that's you, the you thing. Know. It's like you have these doubts after, you know, so many of these people that are in this community and they have these fantastical, fantastical stories. And when they burst first burst on the scene, you're like, oh, wow, that's crazy. I'm going to follow this guy. People like, you know, Corey Good, David Wilcock. And then time, you know, as as it always does, tells yeah. the truth. And, you know, these people lose their luster and they find out that they lied about so much of it, even, even if they had somewhat of a smidgen of a genuine experience or maybe they had a, a real genuine experience to begin with it turns into these fantastical stories or lies because they want to keep that attention or whatever money or objective going a lot of these people i think are intentionally inserted into the community to muddy the waters especially when it comes to ufos and disclosure i've been to plenty of conferences and i i meet these people i hear their presentations and you can just see how full of BS they are and the agendas they have behind them. Like, you know, Alizondo. I've spoken with people like Rick Doty, who is another counterintelligence officer who I believe he's doing a Showtime special right now. Do you think he's not spreading B? He's not directly there to spread his whatever message he's been told to spread. 100% he is. So we got to like, that's the whole thing with being in the, the UFO community and it's paranormal, um, Bigfoot, cryptid, conspiracies, all the stuff we cover. It's it's tough, man. You got to be hard and, and you got to kind of be uh, discerning. And I think your gut is a big help with when it comes to a lot of this stuff, yes. because uh, it, it gets it gets dirty and there's people who want us to fail and want us to come out and just, uh, you know, blazing guns a blazing with a certain topic or a certain idea that's wrong. So we get shot down and that's the whole idea between some of these infiltrators here. It sucks though. I mean, um, I think mm -hmm. that there are a lot of great people who are doing research in the community who are coming out with a lot of great information that we, that we need to look towards. And, uh, you know, I've had both, I've had both sides on my show. Um, I've had the counter, I've had the, the regular and I let the audience decide aside from themselves, but people that I find out myself are BS. They don't show up. They don't make a second appearance. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think that these people need to be exposed. Um, one way you can, I, I think one thing that I've looked at, like, cause there's a lot of people that call shill too much too. There's also that side of it. Like they're just paranoid, ultra paranoid. But mm. one thing that I like to look at is people that just sort of come out of nowhere and then they're there like Corey good or yeah. someone that comes out of nowhere and they're just like, what, you know, you can't find their trail back to their original research. Like we can go to the beginning of your show or the beginning of my show and find our trail back to, you know, how we got here. Uh, but you can't seem to find these people's trails. I remember there was this guy that was speaking a whole lot for a while. I can't recall his name it was a Greek last name. He was from Australia and he had these fantastic stories about leaving earth and seeing all the, you know, different entities and stuff. And he just came out of nowhere, just talking and he was making his rounds on all the different, you know, podcasts and, and radio shows and all that. And then he just disappeared. And I think there's something about these certain individuals that just come out of nowhere, including in our regular bigger society, like, like um, Barack Obama, Elon Musk, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, they're these people that just come out of nowhere. They, and it's like, we're, we don't really know their past, but they're all of a sudden there. And I think that's always uh, a red flag, whether it's in alternative media or the mainstream media, we got to watch out for those kind of people. Yeah. Well, let's close out on that. Um, the, the possibility of 
what we're you know uh, almost everything we're seeing on tv is a production in to some level um i believe that many many politicians are just actors that uh actors that are just placed there for a certain purpose or agenda um that many people that are in hollywood uh, are bred through multi-generational mind control programs to either you know keep their talent a certain way and their mentality and their focus to whatever agendas they're trying to put forward and i think this goes across the scale for what we're seeing on television that a good majority of our reality has been scripted by the CIA, which in hand gets, uh, you know, information from Hollywood writers and vice versa to basically shape our reality because we know that what we watch on TV through, uh, through the movies we watch and Hollywood media shapes our ideas of relationships and how the world should work and good and evil and war and, and, and love and all these things. But in reality, it kind of uh, mirrors that it, it attempts to in this kind of twisted shape and it's becoming more and more twisted as we go along and more and more inversed. And I think that it's shown us throughout the years, you know, we've had this stories of like star Wars of the hero's journey where the little guy has to rise up against the evil galactic empire who's been enslaving humanity forever. And we've seen this story over and over again, this hero's journey telling us what the hell is really going on. Uh, when in reality, all we have to do is follow that blueprint that we've seen from Hollywood from the hero and free ourselves. So it's very strange, this kind of perpetual loop that we're in with Hollywood and reality and TV and the media and what we kind of see in our everyday lives. Yeah, that's very true. Um, the media is the biggest control I can think of out there. I mean, because it's the thing that people do when they get home from a long day of work and they've already tired themselves out and they're, they're not as sharp as they were when they woke up or, you know, uh, on the weekend and they allow this device in their living room, this screen or even their screen on their hand or whatever to manipulate them and put them in a trance immediately. When they turn on, a, when you turn on a screen, I think it takes like 12 seconds. I forget 15 seconds to get into alpha state, which is light hypnosis. And so, um, it, it's basically, uh, that quick that even us truth speakers, could easily get a little bit more dulled down by watching too much TV because of the way that it's the frequency that it's on too, that creates this, um, this, uh, this, this reality that people start belie believing because they're, they're very suggestible when they're in that state. And so we're being told all these things in our comfort zone. And that's the thing is we're in our comfort zone. You've unwinded from a long day of work. You're going to kick your feet up, relax, have a beer or whatever, and listen to a device that's telling you how to think, how to act and how to be in this world. And even if you don't believe fully in it, it still is a comfort zone. I didn't watch TV for a while. I didn't experiment. I didn't watch any movies, TV or YouTube or anything for about a month. And when I didn't do that, there was a part of me that was like, ah, oh, I just kind of want that unwinding feeling. You know, I just kind of want that, that entertainment. I want to be entertained. And, and even me who already knows this stuff from a long time ago, still it's in all of us because they've put that comfort zone of TV screen comfort in your home. It's just so, it's so evil. And it was designed for that very purpose. If you look at the family unit from the 1950s, when they put 
the TV in, in everybody's living room to now look at what happened to the family unit. I mean, it's gone from a pretty good, strong thing to a divided, dysfunctional, fucked up society, not to mention other things that have come in play with that, which would be, you know, various substances doesn't help either. But yeah, just like ever since they embedded that into our society, people have been so easy to control. And I think everybody needs to really realize that and step out of that. Like people ask me, you know, I, I tell them about something that's kind of true. And then I go, do you watch TV? And then I'm like, well, I guess you're taken, you know, and it's oh. unfortunate to say that, but yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Sort of lost you know, my train of thought, but what was the final thing you were talking about there? I, uh, well, uh, I just kind of wanted to get your take on um, how media rights for, for reality and, and, and CIA uh, rights for Hollywood and vice versa and how yeah. we're just pro programmed. You're, yeah, that was exactly uh, with the right track. But maybe we should talk about solutions for this and how we can break out of it. And moving ahead in the future, um, do you see that if we are the majority that we can – maybe start our own sustainable systems. Like you said, there, it's inevitable that with a collapsing system, with a collapsing society, there's going to be some, some pains. There's going to be some hard situations surrounding it that we're going to have to kind of navigate through. But I think it's possible to come out better on the other side. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think we have to create a world that doesn't exist yet. I think we have to create a a society that we don't actually know exactly yet. We don't, you know, you know, somehow like when you do, you can think about doing something, but then when you actually do it, it's different than when you thought about it. Well, I think that's what's going to happen is we haven't yet figured out the society that us, us that want a better world are actually going to make, but I guarantee it with the right heart and intention that we could make a beautiful world on this planet and we could raise positive families that are happy and not dysfunctional and we can live in a society that's not infiltrated by you know uh government and and their entities and i i think that we could actually grow outgrow the system i think we could start growing our own gardens and we do and some of us do but like on a bigger level um such as uh i forgot his name ahead of my show he talked about food forests well i mean Jim really Gale. Jim Gale. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah. So we, you know, that kind of stuff. And maybe we have to live a different way. I mean, the indigenous people of this world live the same way for thousands of years. They had everything they needed. They were happy for the most. I mean, you know, most of them were happy, at least um, the ones that didn't cause, you know, other wars and, you know, cannibalism. People live fine on this planet without government, without without manipulation. And they did they had a great life. And so I think we can get to that, but maybe with more modern things in it too. Uh, but we probably do have to think about scaling back and being a little bit more primitive for a while in order to go uh, outgrow the system. I mean, if, if the majority of us departed from this, the elites can't do anything. And that's always been the, the, the whole uh, answer to this is enough people need to know and then enough, me, enough people need to take action. 
Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. And uh, that's a perfect opportunity to give a shout out to Food Forest Abundance, one of our sponsors. Click that link in the description. Use coupon code FORBIDDEN and you can start your own food forest right now. This is the perfect time to do it, guys. We are uh, heading into yep. these times where we need to be self-efficient. Loomis, this was fantastic. We're going to have to definitely do this again in the future. Before you head out, let the audience know where they can find you, your, your show, uh, social media, all the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, my show is Chen It Down Podcast. I've called it for years, Chen It Down Radio, one and the same. Uh, it, you can find it on any podcast player out there. I also do a YouTube channel called Truth Filled Trajectory. I haven't had too much success with it because I'm shadow banned, I think. And you know how that goes on YouTube, but you can definitely join. I do a show on there once in a while where I drive around with my dash cam and talk. That's called Truth Filled Trajectory. And I have some live streams I've done on there recently that people may enjoy, like the system tentacles of presentation and synchronicity and the truth path. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, I don't get on there that often, but chant it down. And I have a, <laughs> I have a, a, what do you call it? Telegram channel with like eight subscribers that I've barely worked on, but you're welcome to join me on Telegram. I hope to get that running soon. And uh, YouTube wiped out almost a hundred five-star reviews on, uh, not YouTube, but Apple on my podcast. So if anyone feels like they want to give me a shout out and a review, that always helps. So but yeah, uh, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate coming on your show. It's been it's been a pleasure. It's great talking with you, and you 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 know what's going on, and it's awesome. You got a great show, and uh, thanks to everybody. Yeah, man, thank you so much. That was that was great information. And like I said, we're gonna have to definitely have you back on sometime in the near future. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, till next time, everyone. Have an excellent evening. We'll talk again tomorrow, and we'll see you then. <laughs>